Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to another episode here on Aphrodite's Oracle. My name is Valerie and I want to thank you so much for clicking in today. And we are on to the third archetype of the divine feminine or the goddess. And I just wanted to um, remind you guys that the reason why I am doing this series is because in different uh, percentages, these goddess archetypes exist within all feminine identifying individuals. And if we can identify our main or chief archetype, and then some of our more prevalent secondary secondary ones, we can really gain insight into who we are as a person. So I invite you to be very open-minded when it comes to learning about these archetypes for the fact that, you know, you may be surprised. You may be taken off guard by which archetypes really resonate with you. So in that respect, I would just suggest an open mind and an ability to look at yourself objectively, which, hey, that is a skill in itself, having that perspective on your own habits and actions and ways of being. That is a skill in itself. So in that way, we can reflect upon these archetypes in a way that can help us grow as women. All right, guys, so today we're talking about Hestia. She is the goddess of the hearth or the seeker. Hestia is an archetype of inner awareness, inner centeredness. She is uh, the still point that gives meaning to activity. The inner reference point that allows a woman to be grounded in the midst of outer chaos, disorder, or even ordinary daily hustle and bustle. With Hestia in her personality, a woman's life has significant meaning to her. Hestia's hearth with a sacred fire at the center is in the shape of a mandala which is an image that was used in meditation and it is a symbol of wholeness or totality. So Carl Jung wrote this about mandala symbolism. He said, their basic motif is the premonition of a center of personality, a kind of central point within the psyche to which everything else is related and by which everything else is arranged and which is itself a source of energy. So what Carl Jung is really saying is that still point within our psyche, that is our true essence. And everything that comes out of that central point has its origin and sort of flavor based on what that central point of essence is, is. The Greek goddess of hearth and domestic life, Hestia, 
home, architecture, domestic life, family. And she was one of the three virgin goddesses. She's actually the last of the virgin goddesses here in this series, the other two being Athena and Artemis. Although both Poseidon and Apollo wanted to marry her, Hestia had made an oath to Zeus that she would remain forever pure and undefiled, never entering into a union with a man. As the goddess of the hearth, she personified the fire burning in the hearth of every home in Greece. Hestia received the first offering at every sacrifice in the household, and families would pour out wine in her name or even dedicate the most uh, delicious portion of their food to her, to Hestia. The hearth fire in the household was not allowed to go out by any family member unless it was ritually distinguished. So it was they always had to keep that fire burning unless there was a ritual around distinguishing it. And Hestia did not have really much of a public cult, so to speak. She was worshipped at any temple, regardless of the temple that the god it was dedicated to. So, for example, the temple of Apollo at Delphi, that was Apollo's temple, but because of the ritualistic nature of fire and how there was a hearth there where the fire was never allowed to burn out, that was dedicated to Hestia. Even though the entire temple was Apollo's, her presence uh, was felt there in that fire. And also, each city had a public hearth that was sacred to this goddess, and the fire there was never allowed to go out either. It was forever burning and forever um, tended to with respect and admiration for the energy of this goddess. So she's described as kind, forgiving, and discreet with a passive, non-confrontational nature. The name Hestia literally means hearth, fireplace, or altar place, and that is why these sorts of things were dedicated to her. Hestia's name and functions show and put on display sort of the importance of a fire hearth in that time period, the social, religious, and political aspects of ancient Greece um, all surrounded the importance of the hearth. It was essential for warmth, food preparation, and also the completion of sacrificial offerings to other deities. So as you can see, her presence really like permeated the lives of the ancient Greek people because fire was everything to them. It kept them warm. It kept them full of food. And the amount of sacrificial offerings or rituals for other gods was enormous. So it was really quite necessary. And at each time, Hestia was worshipped herself. There are very few pictorial representations of Hestia. Uh, although usually she is portrayed as sort of a modest, middle-aged woman wearing a veil. Sometimes she's standing by a large fire carrying a staff or holding flowers in her hands. 
Since fire is pure and is a purifying element, Hestia was worshipped as a virgin goddess. And they say that she became a virgin in order to keep peace at Mount Olympus because, of course, both Apollo and Poseidon wanted to marry her. And she feared that choosing either of them would result in turmoil. So she swore eternal virginity and placed her hand on Zeus's head and made a pact. As a reward for maintaining the order, uh, for voluntarily remaining celibate and single, even though you have these two amazing gods vying after you, she chose none of them. So as a reward... Uh, Zeus granted her the central place in the household and, of course, the richest and most divine portions of the human's uh, offering. So you can see kind of the, the importance that Zeus granted her and her sacrifice of remaining celibate. So gentle and peace-loving Hestia doesn't appear in too many Greek myths because of her nature of being so whole by herself. She doesn't get into a lot of turmoil or issues with other gods or humans because she's so inwardly focused. And that little vignette that I just told about Zeus and Poseidon and Apollo is is proof of that. You know, she's willing to make the sacrifice on behalf of peace for everyone. And Plato says that this is because she has to remain in the house of all of the gods, right? Like I said, in any, any temple, there's always a forever burning hearth and that's her. So because according to Plato, because this energy, her energy is in the house of all the gods tending the eternal celestial fire she has to remain in good graces of everyone this is both her privilege but also her predicament so because of this the only manifestation that Hestia had among humans was the sound of the crackling of fire and Aristotle says that this is the sound of the goddess laughing or being amused and so she didn't have you know unlike other goddesses like Aphrodite and Psyche she has Psyche has a a legend myth so we'll get to it when we talk about Aphrodite but she has interactions with humans and with other gods and with men Hestia has none of this uh, she is her only manifestation among humans is the sound of the fire so to give you a little bit of perspective there. Now, as an archetype in the modern woman, when Hestia is fully realized or fully manifested, it's during the time of the waning moon. And I mean this in a terms of a life path. So you have, if you can picture the triple goddess symbol, which is a moon in the middle, a full moon, and then you have two half moons, two crescent moons on either side, both facing outwards. So you have your, your waxing moon, and that is as the moon is becoming, becoming bigger. Those are your maiden years, your princess years, the years of uh, 
young adulthood and adolescence. And then you have the center, full moon, and that is your years of motherhood and pregnancy and uh, being a wife and being a new mother and raising young children. And then you have your wise woman years, which is the time of your life that is the most hestia, okay? The waning moon. So you have this wisdom and yet your time on earth is coming to a close. So you're in this um, sort of fading nature. So this is also when you are your wisest. You have been the princess, the maiden. You've been the mother. And now you have wisdom to impart on the your generations that are that are growing. So Hestia is beyond the need or the delusion that she needs someone or something outside of herself in order to be complete. The woman who is in the Hestia energy or is this predominant archetype. Now remember, no matter what age you are, you will have a predominant archetype. And yes, Hestia could be that for you. But this woman is perfectly at peace with herself and just the way she is. I and mean, she doesn't need a partnership, which is apparent in all of the legends here that we just talked about in regards to um, Apollo, the sun god, and Poseidon, the god of, of the sea. So many people or women get to find their inner Hestia through the spiritual practice of, guess what, guys? Meditation, one of my favorite topics. The Latin word for hearth is focus. Very interesting, right? So which those who practice meditation know that the very heart of it is focus. And if you want to gain any benefit from, from meditation, then and focus is really, is really everything. And it requires being in the moment, emptying the mind of, of trivial thoughts and capturing the stillness of emotions. So everything I just talked about there in regards to meditation, those are Hestia, Hestia qualities. Also, uh, tending to the duties of the household can be a very centering, almost relaxing activity for some women or uh, feminine identifying people because you're finding inner harmony through making order in the home. Now, there is something to this as within, as without. So if you feel, try this, if you're feeling sort of out of out of whack or lack of focus or lack of clarity, try making order in your surroundings, whether you have your own home uh, and you can clean the whole, whole thing, or if you have just a space in your home that's yours, like a room or even a little corner, like if you have roommates or something, or if you're living in a dorm, like just focus on the activity of creating order that is really stoking and maturing your inner Hestia. The inwardly focused Hestia archetype, uh, she may become emotionally detached and perceptually inattentive to others in her surroundings because she's so focused on her, on her own concerns. So it's the archetype of the woman who, fought, who is finding 
meaning in keeping a house rather than seeing it as a chore. So really enjoying creating that orderly, comfortable uh, space for her family. You know, when somebody says, okay, this space has a, has a woman's touch, what that is, is Hestia energy. It's the, the energy of the sacred feminine has literally touched everything in the home. And it's palpable. It's something that you can definitely feel when you're in the presence of a woman who is seeing the housekeeping as a meaningful activity rather than a chore. Uh, there's no need to rush or watch the time as, as she's creating this environment in her home. She's just going at her own pace and putting everything in order as she sees it to be completely in the present moment. It's almost like a meditation, but she is finding value in creating this sort of sacred space. And this is interesting. Um, I have a chapter in my book called uh, Home Sanctuary. And I talk about this, how we can create, I guess I didn't call it a woman's touch in the book, but it kind of is that, um, you know, you're you're bringing peace into your space. This is Hestia's energy. So the energy of this goddess will literally permeate a space. And her wisdom is that of being centered and whole and in touch with that inner essence. And it's sort of an emotional warmth that is generous and not possessive. And she's not polarizing because this energy is completely at home in the quietness of herself. So I want to go back to that emotional warmth. You know, Hestia is the goddess of the hearth, the fire. I just touched the microphone. I hope that didn't make a, lo a loud noise. But you can feel the warmth of this energy with a Hestia woman or with uh, within the space of someone who has put their energy into the space in a very caring way. So Hestia is introverted and is focusing on her inner spiritual world. And she was known to be mild-mannered, charitable, upstanding. And she is the least known, actually, of the Olympian goddesses. And that's primarily because of what we talked about earlier. She doesn't take part in any uh, disputes or wars, and she never manifests herself on the human level. Her energy is impersonal and detached, but her awareness is focused. So different than Persephone, who we will get to, uh, Persephone seeks to please others. Hestia's focus is for herself, and she is grounded. Her life has meaning Unlike Athena and Artemis, Hestia did not venture out to explore the world or the wilderness. You know, she remained inside, contained within the hearth. She didn't take a partner. She was alone. So a Hestia-type woman today uh, may prefer to live a more solitary lifestyle or even within a community of like-minded spiritual sisters, almost like a nun or a con in a convent. 
in our modern culture, the Hestia archetype is so rare. It's, it's not predominant in the majority of women. So most women may have small touches of Hestia, but it's not their main archetype. And other women don't have any sort of grasp on it, you know, at all. They, it comes very um, unnaturally to them to sort of have these inward home-focused qualities. The Hestia type woman has a very quiet inner presence. She's detached in her relations to others, and she is unattached to any need for possessions, outcomes, status, or power. And in this way, she is free from the bind to external circumstances because she doesn't find her identity in the external. Uh, This is the type of woman that seeks quiet tranquility. Although she is drawn to incorporating ritual uh, into her daily life. So having a very strong ritual for meditation. You know, maybe she always has a specific candle or specific um, kind of incense or a specific time of day. Making her meditation her ritual is a very Hestia type quality. She's not the kind of woman that is wants to stand out. She would prefer to pref- uh, to appear anonymous. However, this is what's cool is even though she's not, you know, going out and seeking that, her presence is felt very strongly uh, because she is is that fire, that warmth, and so that warmth kind of emanates from her and creates an am- an atmosphere of tranquility. Now, women who identify as a Hestia predominant archetype may face a few challenges. Uh, The majority of modern day women are missing sufficient Hestia archetype within them because this is an archetype of inner centeredness and wisdom. She does not exhibit reactionary behavior. This archetype is not interested and being out in the world or being seen. Rather, she's self-contained. And she flourishes in a spiritual community, particularly meditation. So maybe like an ashram or um, somewhere that is... Yeah, an ashram. That's probably the perfect place that where, she, where she would be. Although uh, challenges do face her, she lacks assertiveness and she doesn't speak up and she feels out of place in the modern fast-paced competitive world because that's not her nature. She tends to be undemonstrative with her feelings towards others. Even though she might care for them, she doesn't demonstrate that in a way that you know other goddesses might. She holds back because to her there need not be an outward demonstration of love. Her caring feels impersonal and detached to other people. So her challenge is to let other people know that she cares about them, you know, outright saying it or taking action to show it. And to the outside world, Hestia types appear to lack any outer ambition. She's a homebody and is tending to the needs of the home. The gifts associated with this archetype 
the Hestia woman is fully and truly able to enjoy her solitude, not just here and there whenever she can grab a moment, but really enjoying her own being consistently. That's a gift and that is rare. She's not interested in like just keeping busy just to distract herself and she doesn't enjoy background noise. So she's not the kind of woman that always has to have like the TV on or something like this. It's it's a very strong sense of self that requires no validation and no distraction. This is the gift of this archetype. Hestia exhibited an inner strength, actually, which rendered Aphrodite unsuccessful in seducing or persuading any love or uh, desire in Hestia. So she was able to resist the alchemical power of Aphrodite. She has strength to resist all that takes her away from her own center. Tang, that's very interesting. I think that a lot of us could probably stand to cultivate that a little bit more. Uh, Hestia offers the gift of ritual, a powerful, affirming psychological method of honoring. So she, this, uh, this archetype, it comes natural to her to see things as ritualistic. You know, we can all read about... For example, this just came to mind. A lot of people talk about mindfulness these days or mindful eating or like, you know, take time to prepare food at home and and make it look pretty on your plate and then sit down and don't watch TV, but just enjoy every bite. This is a Hestia quality. You know, you're making a ritual out of a daily activity, which gives it more power. For some women, actual poetry emerges when they're in a state of, of Hestia or uninfluenced by that archetype. There is an author and poet named uh, May Sartin, and she says that when she's writing, it's only possible for her to get into her zone when she is in a state of grace, when the deep channels are open, and when they are, so this is, this is her saying, she says, when those are open, when I am both profoundly stirred and balanced, then poetry comes as a gift beyond my will. She is describing an experience of the archetype of the self, which feels beyond ego and effort, a gift of grace. So she's connecting to that inner essence, but going back to the mandala uh, picture that I talked about from Carl Jung at the beginning, that inner core <clears throat> from which everything else resonates, that essence, that is our connection to source as well. So this author and poet is really connecting to the divine when she's connecting to herself. And that's why Hestia is so profoundly satisfied in her solitude because she knows that she's connected to source energy, which is where anything and everything that we think we want to feel good in our life uh, is coming from. Okay, well, I think that that's it for Hestia. That's everything for today's episode on the last of the virgin goddesses, Hestia. She is such a beautiful energy, and because she's so rare in women today, I really do, 
you know, admonish that you reflect and see where she might be uh, able, where you might be able to introduce her a little bit more into your life, whether it's during your meditation ritual or during your food preparation, you know, or even uh, bringing more of the fire element into your home through fireplace or candles or incense or sage, whatever it may be. But that's it. That's everything, guys. And at the end, I like to, I usually ask to uh, reach out to me via Instagram if you have any questions for me. Uh, however, I do not have Instagram at the moment. So uh, feel free to email me. And some of you have. And I love you guys so much. Oh, it makes me tear up. I love you guys so much. And my email address is my name, Valerie Anna cody at gmail.com and thank you so much for listening everyone have a lovely day